In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I think Ecclesiastes is one of the most honest of all the books of the Bible. Dealing with things like why do bad things happen to good people? Why do good things happen to bad people? Why does everything just not make any sense at all? It's all vanity. It's kind of how it begins. It's interesting, actually, like we have this. All three of the readings are, actually all four, are, are, are dealing some sense with the kind of impermanence of our, our, our lives, the kind of temporary nature of everything. It's interesting that, that one of the passages, if you notice in Ecclesiastes, um, it, it cuts out some passages. One of them's um, early on, like, we leave all our inheritance to our kids and they don't do good with it. <laughs> Um, and you're going to have many sleepless nights. It's probably the truth of our lives. It's confusing. And, and actually that word, um, the, the word that it begins, vanity, is, that's probably not the best translation. It's better translated as like mist or breath. Or um, kind of like when you speak and there's moisture out there in the, in the air and then it just kind of stops, like you notice it and then it stops being significant. Like think about that for the moment. All that hard work, the toil, the stuff that we're putting all of our energy behind, it makes sense for just a moment and then it kind of fades away. That's real. That's real. Um, one of the things that I've loved doing for probably most of my life, and I don't think I've preached about, um, I love doing puzzles. I love, um, I love doing puzzles, and, and uh, the good news is part of, we did some renovation over, over the, the pandemic, and um, we have a room downstairs that's kind of more of our family room now, and so Anne's happy that the puzzles are no longer on the dining room table. Um, and so often there is a, a puzzle on the high top table uh, behind the couch where we watch movies. And, and so really for, for the last several years, I've, I've loved doing puzzles and I keep inviting Jack and Bailey to do a puzzle with me. And, and, and maybe two years ago, Bailey started to and, and Jack would adamantly say, Dad, puzzles are not my things and I would try to negotiate. Uh, Longing to kind of sit there and do a puzzle, and and then over, over the last few months, what I've noticed is that while neither were that engaged in puzzles, as the puzzle would get closer to completion, they'd come over and want to do the last, you know, five to ten percent. <laughs> so Friday night, I promise it's not embarrassing. So Jack's he's okay with this. So y'all know that I'm not traumatizing my child. Um, And we get to the point, it's a, it's a big puzzle, we get to the very end, and all the pieces are gone, but there's 10 left to be put in there. And I look over, and Jack's got his hand around 10 pieces. <laughs> He's been saving them to do at the very end. 
I'll tell you this because he's sitting there thinking, I can't wait to finish the puzzle. And then the dream of, of parenthood has finally come to life and I've gotten to have two hours of doing a puzzle with my son where we're not arguing about electronics or negotiating how much time can be spent on video games. Like, we've arrived at that moment. And one day he'll get why that's so significant. And it hits me that 13 years ago, about a week ago, um, Ann and I arrived in Santiago de Compostela, which is um, a city in, in northern Spain. Um, we were walking the Camino de Santiago. We, we had picked about 150 miles. Um, a year before that, I had taken uh, the youth group from the church where I served. And when you take youth overseas, um, it's good to have everything really planned out. So we had hotel reservations for everywhere we would stay along the Camino. You do that because you've got somebody else's kids. Well, when I went back, when Ann and I decided to go back, um, we wanted to do things the more authentic way where you don't know where you're staying. So we had, um, we had made reservations to stay in Santiago at the end of the trip, but we left it up to the, um, we left it up to kind of just do it the way where you just go with, it's called a, a passport and you get it stamped at each place so you can stay at the next place and, and you just walk as far as you want to and you, you end up staying wherever you are and then you journey on the next day. So here's me 13 years ago. Come on in, you gotta get up, we gotta be the first ones on the journey. We've gotta get to that place so we, we know we can get to the, the place where we gotta stay um, or else we're gonna miss out. You know, we might have to walk a farther town so Anne would begrudgingly um, give up an hour of sleep that she wanted and we would get up and journey. Um, usually me, three steps ahead of Anne. And um, pushing and pushing and pushing. You know, figuring we've got to get to Santiago, we've got to get to Santiago. If we can finally get to that place, then we'll have fulfilled our purpose. And Anne's just kind of shaking her head. Why are you rushing? Why are you walking three steps ahead? hit me Friday, I'm holding those 10 puzzle pieces and I'm failing to appreciate the walk. I'm so focused on where I want to get to, I'm missing out on the, technically it's our first date, that's another story, um, I'm missing out on those 10 days of just getting the chance to walk and talk. I'm so focused on the destination. share those stories because one of the thoughts that is creeping into my own vision and kind of view of St. Stephen's right now is trying to answer that question of when will we walk into this church and I'm not thinking about the flowers or the green ribbon that's on top of the sign. Or I'm not waiting to see the ribbons that people have tied 
my, go, you know, my thinking, I'm wondering, when is it that we've arrived at what it means to come through the events of June 16th? I'm wondering if there's a date when our story's not so tied. You know, it's interesting that we get this reading of Ecclesiastes right now that's basically saying that every moment's a gift. Every moment, everything that we do is just like mist out there in the air. Everything is precious. Sometimes working and trying to get to a destination, I mean, our kids are just going to screw it up is essentially what, <laughs> what the reading says. Instead, we have this gift of being here and being in the moment. And maybe it's a cautionary tale to not worry, to not be so focused on arriving at a destination, to not try to store up all the grain to build a bigger barn. It's to live right here in the midst. So if you're worried about when we're going to get there, whatever that means, doesn't matter. We're church. We're here with people that are looking to love and care for each other. And every gift is a moment, a precious and sacred moment. May we see the beauty of that. And may we honor it with all that we have.